Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, Leading Great Teams, Family Voices, and Thought Leaders. Let's tune into the show. Samantha Newman Jaden is an important part of the Wear Blue Run Tree member community. All of our participants are important. But Samantha is also a member of the Gold Star family. On April 12, 2007, her husband, First Lieutenant William Newman, was killed by enemy small arms fire in Iraq. Losing her husband was absolutely the worst day of her life. She lost her partner and her best friend, and their son lost his father. It was an overwhelming time for our family, but as she stumbled into the Wear Blue community, they found a place to belong. And on the way, they were able to realize that they were not alone. Willem used to tell Samantha that just like the good, bad things happen in life. But instead of focusing on the bad things and letting it defeat us, we have to embrace the bad with the good and move forward. Wear Blue Run to Remember was a part of that journey forward provided hope, strength, community, and a path to move forward. Welcome everyone, I'm Holly Daly, your host for this Family Voices segment of AUSA's Army Matters podcast series. You just heard from Lisa Hallett. Let's join her and find out more from Lisa about her journey as a military spouse and where she is today, especially with regard to Wear Blue, Run to Remember the impact and evolution of it, and how Lisa learned that setting goals and staying healthy can help navigate military life. And most importantly, like you just heard, about not being alone and moving forward. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Family Voices. Hi, Holly. How are you today? Doing great. Always happy when I can get together and catch up with you and talk with you, Lisa. I'm excited to be here today and even more connecting with the AUSA community. Well, we are excited that you are joining us. And to lay the foundation for our listeners on today's podcast, Lisa, would you mind telling them a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. My name is Lisa Hallett, and I'm an endurance athlete. I'm the mom to three kids. I'm a military spouse, and I'm the executive director of Wear Blue Run to Remember a global community that honors the service and sacrifice of the American military through active remembrance. I am extremely proud to be a military spouse, and my journey has been a little bit unique. My husband graduated from West Point in 2001, right before 9-11, and we embarked on a wild military journey, which we were really proud of. We met incredible people on the way, and we're always honored to serve our country. We went from Hawaii to Georgia to Louisiana and finally ended up at Fort Lewis, Washington. And of course, on the way, we were blessed with three healthy children, Jackson, Bryce, and Heidi. John and I were really grateful for all of the experiences that military life brought us. And when we joined our community here at Fort Lewis, Washington, John's unit was slotted to deploy to southern Afghanistan. We were part of that surge back in 2009. And as John's unit was preparing for that deployment, we found out that we were pregnant with our third baby, a little girl. 
So like we do in the military, John and his unit deployed to Southern Afghanistan, July of 2009. And just three weeks after John left, our daughter Heidi was born. And of course, he sent the Red Cross message and made sure he knew. But then shortly after Heidi was born, the unit pushed out on what would prove to be a very difficult deployment. And so we lost contact after I notified John that Heidi had been born. And I actually remember our last conversation. It was Heidi was five days old. He's like, hey, we're about to lose calm. And I said, I miss you. Be safe. And I remember he says to me, he says, I never heard Heidi cry. And I told him, I said, don't worry about that. You have a lifetime for that. So the weeks kind of tumbled forward. I'm juggling new life as a, a single parent with a deployed spouse and three little kids, two of whom are in diapers. We receive our first casualty notice, and we lost two of our soldiers, Sergeant Troy Tom and Jonathan Yanning. And it was this realization, oh, my goodness, this is a dangerous deployment. And our unit was indeed struck by wave after wave of loss. And we would lose 41 soldiers that year to include my husband, Captain John Hallett. Three weeks after that last phone call where he told me that he had never heard Heidi cry, I was notified that John had been killed on August 25, 2009, on his way home from a goodwill mission. They had just delivered medicine to a village with a cholera outbreak, and his vehicle, um, which contained you know, three other brave soldiers, was hit by an IED. I was devastated, and I remember... General Mappas telling me, he said, Lisa, is there anything I can do? And I said, they said, believed. And he said, I'm so sorry, John's not coming home. And I remember sitting on the steps of our stairs and thinking, I'm never going to get out of this. How can I move forward? How can I survive the loss of my husband and best friend? And it was just consuming, terrifying, and and frighteningly lonely. And I began to run in those moments. I had three young kids, and my oldest, Jackson, was three years old. Bryce was one-year-old, and Heidi was three weeks old when John was killed. And I remember driving Jackson to preschool one day, and, you know, a sad song came on the radio, and I started crying. And Jackson said, Mommy, stop crying. You're scaring me. And it was this moment that gave me pause. My children had lost their parents to military service, and it wasn't fair for them to lose me to grief. But I had to put that grief somewhere. And so I laced up my sneakers. It was how I'd always navigated the challenges of military life, and it proved no different. And so I'd go out for a long run and each step, the first steps I'd be thinking about, oh, I need to buy diapers or you know, I need to feed the baby. They wouldn't stop crying. But then it'd start to settle into this stride and I, my husband died. And then a couple more miles, he's not coming home. And then the grief. But in the space, in the distance of the run, I was able to confront my emotions and be raw and candid and vulnerable, but then find the strength to build back up. And running became this really powerful tool, how I continued to navigate the challenges of military life, even as I faced the greatest of challenges. 
but I wasn't alone on this journey. It was part of a really incredible unit, 5th Strike Brigade, 117 Infantry Battalion, and I wasn't alone in this journey. We were facing wave after wave of loss. And as a military spouse community, when things get tough, we dig in, we link arms and move forward together. And I wasn't alone in navigating this loss. And so as a community, we began to gather together and to support one another. And that's where the journey really began. Lisa, thank you wholeheartedly for opening your heart and for for sharing yours and your children, your whole family's journey and the strength that you found going forward. We're just so grateful to you and to John and to your whole family's service and sacrifice and to all our families. But I want to just reach out and give you a, a big hua hug. But I do want to ask you, so now you found going out and running was helping you through the process. So can you tell our listeners, how then did your vision come true in Where Blue Run to Remember? Oh, thanks for asking that. So, so we're all struggling during this deployment. We really lost life, limb, and mind that year. And even if your spouse came home, you were concerned, how is my spouse going to come home? How do we navigate the loss of our friends, our peers, our leaders? And we needed each other. So we made a commitment to gather, to meet for a run. And you remember the first time we met, we didn't come together because we loved running. Many of us in that group were not runners at the point, but we came together because we needed this space to grieve, to find strength, and really just to belong. We were looking for this space where we could be ourselves without having to explain what we were experiencing. And so the first time we met, we put on our spouse's blue physical training shirt, and we met in the Burger King parking lot at what was then Fort Lewis, Washington, and then awkwardly looked at each other and then went for a run around the airfield. And then we came back the following week, and each week we evolved. And eventually we got to this place where we were not strangers, but we were friends, and we really became a community. And so we continued those weekly runs throughout the remainder of the deployment. And as the unit came home from combat, we realized that they needed that same space that we did, the space to grieve, the space to heal, the space to connect. And Where Blue Run to Remember was born out of that need. And the power that's born from community became how we reconnected and we rebuilt. So now, you know, 12 years later, Where Blue Run to Remember is this inclusive global community that honors the service and sacrifice of the American military through active remembrance. We empower our families of the fallen. We support our service members who still wear the uniform. And we honor and remember the men and women who've made the ultimate sacrifice. And every week, thousands of runners around the world put on that blue shirt and take purposeful steps from Iwakuni, Japan, to Jacksonville, Florida, to DuPont, Washington. We have over 60 communities, six programs, and over 50,000 runners. We've honored over 15,000 of our nation's fallen military heroes and impacted almost 2 million athletes as they've been a part of one of our living memorials that we create at different events across the country. Can you tell us at the start of the runs, what happens? Can you tell our listeners what each group does before the run? Absolutely. So just like that very first time we met in the Burger King parking lot, 
each of Wear Blue's runs and events that are always open to the community and at no cost begin with a circle of remembrance. And so in our community gatherings, we circle, we bow our heads, and we speak the names of the brave men and women who've given their lives and service to our country on that day through September 11th. And then we open it up for the community to speak the names of the heroes they remember and honor with their steps. And then we move. And it is in this space that we heal, we remember, we grieve, we celebrate the lives of these men and women. And most importantly, we live inspired. And then we come back together in fellowship. Military life is challenging, whether or not we are in the middle of our nation's longest war or preparing for what's next. It is a dynamic, complex work environment. Ask a lot of our soldiers and their families. Where Blue Run to Remember is this community place where we come together in this shared understanding, shared appreciation, shared celebration of our nation to live inspired, to be healthy, and to find place and value amongst our community. We will hear more from Lisa about what she has learned to help navigate military life in just a moment. Did you know, as a member of AUSA, you have access to many benefits. From car rental to entertainment discounts, the opportunities are ample. Visit www.ausa.org benefits to learn more. We are back with Lisa Hallett. So Where Blue also does major national races, correct? Absolutely. The Saturday run, this weekly community gathering, is the cornerstone of our organization. But out of that, we have additional programs. And so we have a youth mentorship program that pairs children of fallen military, currently serving members of our armed forces, in a run mentorship. We train families of the fallen to run their first marathon. And what is probably most well-known is our Wear Blue Mile. So at almost a dozen races across the country, such as the Marine Corps Marathon or upcoming Cowtown Marathon, in Fort Worth, Texas, we'll line a one-mile stretch of the course with images of fallen service members, followed by full-sized American flags in honor of each of these heroes. And so as thousands of runners push through these tribute displays, they move from this purposeful pause of remembrance where they see the names, the faces, the ages of our fallen service members. And then they move from this almost quieting space into this fierce celebration of life, country, and our charge to live as hundreds of volunteers hold just bold American flags in their honor. And it is such you know, a celebration of who we are, how we serve, and why we serve. And you know, nested in the, this is our additional programming, such as the For the Fighting program. And AUSA is our key sponsor for the For the Fighting program and really brought this to life. And we take junior enlisted service members and we train them to run their first endurance event, such as the Army 10-Miler, as a part of their journey. And so working with these young service members, it's about building healthy coping mechanisms, healthy patterns of behavior as you navigate a life of service, connections to senior military mentors, such as your family and your husband, Holly, who's been just, you know, a chance to meet with these kids or them to meet with. Your husband has just been such a profound influence on them 
but the For the Fighting program is about reimagining how we connect our young service members with their communities and healthy, healthy movement strategies as a cornerstone to how we work through military life. And it is so rewarding just to be inspired by these, these kids who raise their right hand to serve their country and really want to set the tone for how they are going to live their military career. And just immensely grateful for AUSA investing in these young soldiers. So, Lisa, if you don't mind me asking, this March, Wear Blue will be doing something special in conjunction with Women's History Month. Do you mind sharing what is the Piestawa Challenge? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I'm so excited about the upcoming Piestawa Challenge. So this March, Wear Blue Run to Remember will honor the service and sacrifice of our currently serving and formerly serving female service members with just this month-long educational initiative culminating in this community effort that we're calling the Piestawa Challenge. And so on March 23rd, the 19th anniversary of Specialist Lori Piestawa's sacrifice, we're inviting our community to create teams of up to eight individuals to run collectively 177 miles throughout the final week of March. And this number is significant because we're inviting the community to run 177 miles in honor of the 177 women who have made the ultimate sacrifice since the global war on terror began on September 11th. And we really just see this as a way for us to collectively as a nation show our celebration of the almost 400,000 women who are serving in our nation's military right now and the generations who paved the road for them before that. And our service women have made incredible contributions to the security of our nation, incredible contributions in military service. And we want to use this community as a way to elevate their stories, elevate their impact, and bring together you know, thoughtful communities to celebrate that service. And so throughout the month of March, we are going to be telling the stories of powerful women who love their country and did really great things in military service. And then we close that with action. And I think in a lot of ways, what I love about Wear Blue is it's turning those words, thank you for your service, into tangible, meaningful action. And so we're going to come together in this challenge at the end of the month. And we say run, but you can move however you want, bike, swim, yoga, run, walk, but we're going to come together and take action to let those words be movement that represents our gratitude and our commitment to remember. So each day of the challenge, people will go onto, we have a platform and you'll log your miles, but we'll share with you the stories of women in military service. And we'll share with you the stories of those 177 women who made the greatest of sacrifices. And so March 1st, registration will open for the Piestawa Challenge. And it's all up on our website, wearebluerunterymember.org. And we really want to invite and challenge the community to be a part of this. Bring together your cohorts, your teams of up to eight, and make a commitment to move every day that final week of March in support of the women who have served our country and in remembrance of those who didn't come home. Wow, Lisa, this is amazing. Thank you for telling their stories. I'm just blown away by women in military service, and it is an uncommon path for any service member, you know, to raise the right hand on behalf of each of us. But as a woman who never had that same courage, I'm blown away by that heart and compassion and bravery to walk this walk on behalf of us. And I know that so many changes 
start in the military. And you can just see how women lead in the military trickles out into the rest of our country. And so I'm so grateful for all of the women who serve our country and wear that uniform. Me too, Lisa. Thanks. My mother was a wax a long time ago. So thank you for doing this. Lisa, tell us about the power of sports and how staying healthy can help navigate military life. How do you do that? Oh, gosh, that's such a great question, Holly. So thanks for asking. Military life, there's so many variables that we can't control in military life. But That's we true. can always control, <laughs> right? We can always control the steps of a run. Remember my brother-in-law, he, he teased me. He's like, well, you know, we could do eat to remember. And I love a good cherry pie as much as the next person. But, you know, we're intentional with run to remember. And I think when you go out for a long run and you hit that halfway point, that's the moment you're tired, you may be a little sore, maybe a little bit grumpy, and that's the point you want to quit. But the problem is if we quit when it gets hard, if we quit at that halfway point, we're stuck. And we're usually stuck in the middle of nowhere. And the same is true in life, right? When life gets hard, those are the times we want to quit. But if we stop, we're stuck just like that run. And we have to choose to persevere. So if we let those challenges move with us, they can become the catalyst for this dynamic movement and growth in our personal lives. So Lisa, I want to ask you, not everyone's a runner. So how do you get motivated and take that first step? Oh, that's such an important question because if it's not running, right, you always say, oh, I need to think about setting New Year's goals and resolutions. We always, that thing we want to tackle and fitness and health is just one more thing that can be really daunting if it's not a part of your day-to-day life. But it starts small. My colleague Dave always says, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And so it starts by going for a walk to the end of the street. And then the next day, it's around the block. And then celebrating on the way. And I always thought to myself, how do you run a marathon 26.2 miles? That's way too much. You don't go out and run 26.2 miles on day one. You run one mile on day one. And maybe even you walk halfway through. So I think there's this real misnomer that runners look a certain way or they live a certain way, but every single one of us has the potential to be an athlete. And an athlete simply means that you are challenging yourself to be physically stronger the next day than you were the day before. So maybe it means walking one house farther than you did yesterday. Maybe it means jogging 10 seconds longer or maybe it means eating just a little bit healthier. But if we don't take really small bites, it's overwhelming. You can always do something for one second longer. And all those seconds really add up until you've achieved something bigger. But I think just in general, we have to let go of this misconception that we look a certain way or it's supposed to go at a certain speed or certain distance. I walk all the time when I run, but as long as I'm moving, I know that I'm healthier. I know that I'm getting stronger and I'm in fresh air. And all of these come together to help me be a whole person. And each of those many accomplishments become really foundational to my confidence that I build that lead into many accomplishments in my personal life, my professional life, my parenting life. And so health and fitness is so important because it's a foundational tool in how we live the rest of our lives. So absolutely okay to not be a runner. And it's okay to be intimidated by what lies in front of you. But there's this incredible potential to be stronger tomorrow than we are today. And it 
starts with our determination to take one extra step today. And maybe that first step could be coming out on March 1st and meeting someone else who's taking their first step and going together on their journey and not being alone. I love that. Yes, exactly. Wear Blue is such a safe space for an athlete of any ability, whether it's day one of your fitness journey or your remembrance journey. It's a safe place to be you at your level you're at. And so I do hope that our AUSA community will join Wear Blue Run to Remember at a Saturday run or at a Wear Blue Mile or at one of our community events, the Tiestawa Challenge this March, or maybe our Memorial Day Challenge that we'll host at the end of May. And Holly, I know not everyone's a runner, but Wear Blue is a community for everyone. And so this Memorial Day, we invite our community to join us in our commitment to remember the over 65,000 men and women who have given their lives since the first days of the Vietnam War. And so at no cost to participants, we invite our community to visit wearblueruntremember.org and sign up for one of our Memorial Day Hero matches. And that will open up in April. But as individuals commit to remember with us on Memorial Day, we will provide the name of a fallen service member for that participant to honor and remember. Well, thank you, Lisa. I'm looking forward to putting on my blue and coming out and being part of the Wear Blue family. So, Lisa, if you don't mind me asking, if I'm not a runner, right, but I'm really inspired by joining your community and to help others and to have that bonding and camaraderie, how can I be involved to help Wear Blue out? Oh, I love that question. Wear Blue is about inspired living. It's about the power of community. Running or walking or movement is the vehicle. And so that most important piece is coming together. And so I always invite one, visit the website, wearblueruntoremember.org and learn more. Join us every Saturday morning at a circle of remembrance in one of our communities near you. Our participants will receive the name of a fallen hero who passed away on that day. And I know for me, as a Gold Star family member, knowing when someone else is remembering with me, sometimes for me, it's a powerful gift to receive. We don't carry the weight of remembering alone. And really, now more than ever, remembrance is so important. You know, this end of summer, we ended our nation's longest war. And right now we're standing at the significant moment in history where we as a nation are setting the foundation for how we will remember our dead, how we will care for our soldiers and our service members and their families. And I think the simple act of remembrance reminds our Gold Star and surviving families their loved ones are not forgotten and they are not alone on this journey. And to that end, we have volunteer opportunities across the country when you visit our website, check out races and volunteer on one of our Wear Blue Miles. Arlington National Cemetery is such a beautiful place in which we honor and place our fallen loved ones. But, you know, as a nation, not all of us can go to Arlington. And so in our Wear Blue Miles, our living memorials, we bring these heroes to the very communities in which they honored and served and lived. And so we bring these men and women, we invite the communities to come show their honor and remembrance for these heroes in their very streets. And so visit places and find an opportunity to remember with us in a really life-affirming place. 
Thanks, Lisa. As we wrap up this podcast, do you have any final thoughts you would like to leave with our listeners? You know, I think about the work that AUSA does. It supports their soldiers and their families. It's a voice for the Army. It honors those who have served. In a lot of ways, Wear Blue helps carry that in the local communities in these physical and active ways. Remember when Wear Blue started, somebody asked, well, what are you going to do when the war is over? And my response to that has not changed. That's the time for our work to begin. Remembrance is more important than ever. Military families still need our support. And Wear Blue comes in to provide the physical and emotional continuity that really empowers our soldiers and their families. There are still PCSs, TDYs, and deployments right around the corner. We ask a lot of so few. And if Saturday mornings are a place of respite, be healthy, active, surrounded by men and women who understand, support, appreciate, and celebrate those contributions, I think we're really creating a pattern for healthy movement forward, all while we bridge our communities, our military and our civilians, and even those micro-communities that we're starting to see within our military, those who have deployed and those who have not. We have so much to learn from one another, to inspire one another, and to continue to drive forward in really purposeful and meaningful ways as a part of our military family, those serving, those who have served, those who have sacrificed, and the communities who support them. Thanks, Lisa. All of us here at AUSA would like to thank you sincerely for sharing your journey and your passion for Wear Blue Run to Remember and the importance of healthy outlook in life from our hearts. Thank you for providing a safe place for connections for camaraderie, for bonding, and for reinforcing to all of us that we're not alone. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and thank you for joining us. Remember, no matter where you are or what you are doing on your journey, let us here at AOSA Family Readiness be your eyes, ears, and voice. We are here for you. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army, our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army Day. Hua.